Well, hello everybody. I'm your host, Dr. Joelle Bohemier. Welcome to Cairo Live. And today we have a very special guest, former NFL running back, Eric Pegram. Welcome to the show, Eric. Good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about your career, uh, where you played and stuff like that. Sure. Well, uh, as uh, jo Joel just said, I played seven years in the NFL. I was a running back, so and I played four years with the Falcons and two years with the Steelers and a year with the uh, San Diego Chargers and the New York Giants. Wow, seven years in the NFL. So yes. I, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but what I, the reading that I've done about running backs is that mm -hmm. you know the average running back lasts about two years, or maybe maybe it's. Two and a half. Maybe it's two and a half, maybe, but you'll get two in and you're doing pretty good. Yes. Really? And you did seven years? Yes. So how'd you do that? Well, um, hard work, dedication, and self-sacrifice. Hard work, dedication, self so those Those three elements. No yes. kidding, because I mean, even just to make it there, I mean, if you think about the thousands of running backs uh, in high schools all across the America, right? Yes. And then there's still thousands in college. And then to make it to the peak, mm -hmm. that's what you contributed to? Say it again. Absolutely. Hard work, yeah. dedication, self-sacrifice. So so give us a couple of examples of that, like where you maybe sacrificed more than the next guy. Because I, I feel like in order, to, in order to perform at elite levels mm -hmm. like that, to be like the one in a million, basically. Um, I mean, obviously you have to do what others aren't willing to do. Exactly. Do you have any examples of uh, things like that throughout your career? Well, when I was a, uh, I'll tell you a short story. This will be short, it won't be too, too long. It's all good. You got to be online all night. But uh, <laughs> when, I was a, a, uh, when I was a senior in, in college, and, uh, and I knew I was gonna get a shot to play in the NFL, yeah. So I made a conscious decision to totally, totally dead, dead, uh, dedicate my time to trying to make it into the NFL. Yeah. So how I would do that? I dropped out of school. Yeah. I in every day I would work out and train for the NFL coaches to come up and see me every other week when they would come up. So that so that said no drinking. No yeah. partying, no. So all your out. all your college buddies are partying. Yeah, all of them are doing what they do. Yeah, some of them actually supported me <laughs> to okay. the point where they would say, some of my friends would say, "You go for it. Yeah. I'm going drinking." Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was. So, and but then you would be working out. I would be work working out. I just would not. I just would not deviate from the plan. This is my shot. Wow. This is my shot. I was going to take it. So how often at that time, how often were you working out? Um, every day. Every day I was doing something. Whether I was working on my 40 or I was doing some kind of weight program, yeah. dieting, eating better, eating yeah. right, everything. It all mattered. Wow. It all mattered. Well, obviously it paid off. Yes. Right? And yes, what, it when it comes to uh, uh, like dedication, there's something that when you said dedication like that, you, you had told me one time mm -hmm. that when you hit the hole, like when you when there's a gap between mm -hmm. the defensive linemen or whatever, and you're you're hitting the hole like that, if you have any doubt in your mind, like you're done. Mm -hmm. is, That's is right. That, is that what you mean by dedication? Self self doubt is the biggest killer. You have to believe in what you want. 
Yes. You really do. You wow. have to believe it wholeheartedly. Even it seems impossible to a lot of people who are looking at it, but they don't see what you see. Yeah. They are not looking at it from your perspective. You know, know what I mean? So this yeah. is your shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so when you would hit the hole like that, if there was any self-doubt, you weren't getting through the hole. You weren't getting through the hole. You weren't getting through through the hole. Matter of fact, you're probably going to get killed. You know, you're probably <laughs> going to get to the face smashed. Three hundred pounders trying to absolutely. Trying to smash you to pieces. So, so wow, yeah. that's pretty cool. Did you? And growing up, did you have any role models that you looked up to, or maybe professionals, or people that you modeled yourself after? Two guys come to mind, uh, and I was a mixture of both Tony Dorsett and Walter Payton. I love Tony Dorsett's moves, and yeah. I was a Dallas guy. I was born and raised in Dallas, yeah. but he did have the skills. So I was a huge fan of Tony Dorsett, and I love the physicality of Walter Payton. So yeah, I just, you know. And that's the I'm style of running back. That absolutely. Yeah. So I was a com combination of the both of them. So did you, would you watch, like study them or? Yes, like everything did. Walter, Walter Payton's tra training regimen was what I modeled my training regimen after. Yeah. Because he was one of the best, if not the best. There are a lot of people who will say that Walter Payton was the best running back to play the game. Wow. But at the time, he was, and he was my favorite. Yeah. But his, but his training regimen was second to none. And Tony Dorsett's ability to move and quickness, speed, speed, agility, power, quickness. Yeah. I had to head. Yeah. I had to head. So, so you work extra hard. Yes. And and yes. is it just like, so here's a question for you. Is it just uh, the regular practices that you would have as a professional? Or are you doing a bunch of extra stuff to continue to keep the edge and gain the edge to continue to play seven years in the NFL mm -hmm. where you're? Where, where the young guys are pushing you out, basically, you know, the new up and comers. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody who plays the sport is practicing the sport, right? Yeah. What are you doing extra? Yeah. The little things. It'll always be the little things in life that kind of decipher how, uh, you know, what kind of person, what kind of player you're going to be. It's yeah. always the little things. So those, so those, so those little things. Everybody's going into practice. Yeah, they're going in from practice. I I will stay out and catch an extra hundred balls from the court uh, from the quarterbacks. So they're also deciding to stay out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So you got to do these little extra things. That is the difference. You know, I love what I love about sport is that it just parallels to everything in life, whether you're a chiropractor in business or whatever the case is. Absolutely. I mean, it's the same. It's the same principle. Absolutely. That gets you to like elite levels. Obviously. What, what's the, what's the highlight of your career? The highlight of my career was. Being the leading rusher on a team that I took to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 30, awesome. is my highlight. It is not my thousand yards that I rushed for when I was with the Falcons. You know, these are all, those are all personal achievements. Yeah. But when you do something big on a team sport and you help that team, you're an intricate part of that team being successful. I mean, that is the highlight. Yeah, that is, that's a you know, taking the team to the Super Bowl, the ultimate game. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you that that Super Bowl, you played against your childhood. <laughs> like, my childhood hero team heroes. was when I was with the Dallas. I grew up a Dallas Cowboy fan. Yeah, and 
I was not a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They used to beat up on my Dallas Cowboys when I was growing when I was growing up. And there I am on the sideline with the Pittsburgh Steelers uniform on, playing <laughs> against my Dallas Cowboys. How ironic is that? So I was like, yeah, no kidding. Ah, you know, but you know, it was great. That's amazing. Great. That's amazing. So you told me one time uh, when we were in the office, you were saying uh, that high achievers, in order to become a high achiever, you said you have to be stressed. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I'm assuming that's a like a more of a healthy stress than a stress that grinds you down. Uh, absolutely. Because you know, there's something called you stress, EU stress. Mm -hmm. uh, that is that is good for the body that drives you, that allows you to perform mm -hmm. better and stuff like that. Can you describe that a little bit? I never met. I never met a boss. Or somebody who's in charge of something or somebody who was great at something who wasn't stressed. Now yeah. it's a good stress, as you say. Yeah. But it is the stress that keeps driving me. Yeah. It drives me, and it drive, and it drove me. That's I I I relished on the fact that a coach would come up to me and say, "Pegram, I'm going to put the game on your back today." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean. You know. I mean. You know what I mean. I mean. Can you feel that? Like it's like. I mean. I can still feel it today when the coach comes up to you and says, "Pegram, I'm going to need you to carry the team today." Yeah, and you thrived on that. And you thrive on that. Yeah. You have to want that. But so many people would look at that scenario and say, oh my goodness, what if it doesn't work out? What if I fail or whatever the case is? Did you ever think that way or not really? This, uh, you know, failure is a part of being great to me. Like, you know, failure is a part of being great at something. Yeah. You're going to fail that time. Yeah. You know, that is part of life. Well, that, that's and that's what the new, you know, you look at research about uh, successful people and the mindset of successful mm -hmm. people is we don't necessarily look at it as failure, although, yes, it's a failure, but they look at it as what do I need to do next time? Exactly. Learn from it. Yeah. And that's just like, like you learn more from your faults and failures and like you ever will from winning. Winning feels good. It's like sugar, right? It feels good, but doesn't mean <laughs> like it. Like sugar. Well, I'm saying. I'm working on a sugar intake. Buddy. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> just, I, just a little. I will take just a little bit. It's not a lot. Right you know? on. Yeah. But, I, but winning, winning's winning, you know, but to deal with loss and deal with failure, that, that is what makes us who we are. That's right. In the long run. So to speak, in the long Your favorite yeah. saying from Muhammad Ali, share it with them. Oh, um, my I said, all I have to do to win is suffer. So Muhammad Ali said Muhammad that. Muhammad Ali said that. All and I have that to stuck do, with you. It stuck with me. When I learned that he said it, he said it about the fight against George Foreman, the, uh, the, the rumble in the jungle in Africa. Yeah. When he fought against George Foreman, he was an eight to one underdog in that fight. And he said, all I have to do to win is suffer. So I asked him, so when I'm working with people and I'm training people, and that's one of my biggest things I say to them, I said, well, how much are you willing to suffer for this? Yeah. You know, is this something you want? Because it's not me. It's something that you want. You're going to have to be willing to suffer. Yeah. And that's the self-sacrifice. That's the self-sacrifice. Self yeah. You know, you've got to be willing. Well, I don't want to say die, but. It's just me personally. I just no, was say not. it, man. I want to okay, hear it. Okay. I want to hear it. I just okay. don't want it to you stop have now. to be. Yeah, you have to be willing to 
me personally, I was I was willing to die for what for what I wanted to do on on the field. I just was. And and if you ask any NFL player who made it to the next next level and who was successful at it, yeah. they will tell you that they were willing to die too. That is Guaranteed. awesome. That is awesome. No, but I mean, at that point, you're all in. Yes. The doubt leaves. You're just willing to do whatever it takes. Absolutely. Wow, fantastic. Would you do it all over again? Absolutely. Tomorrow. Really? If I could play tomorrow, I would play. You know. <laughs> hey, hey, I hey, I love this sport. It was the sport that I love. And when yeah. you're doing something that you love, you should be willing to die for. You should be willing to put everything in and sacrifice. It, you know, you know? It, it sounds kind of nuts, though. I mean, you're, you're grown men crushing each other's skulls, trying to injure each other. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little crazy to say, I'm willing well, to die for this. Well, we are the gladiators of our time, basically. Yes. Like, we are the gladiators of today. So, And we, you know, and we relish in that. You know, we put on that uniform and that helmet and 100,000 screaming. It's just like being back in, you know, in the Greek times when they used to yeah. watch the horses, you know. I mean, yeah. so, so yeah. you know, so we get the gist of it. You know, like, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, no kidding. No, no, but, you know, it's not uncommon to even chiropractors who just say, uh, uh, there's some of my mentors who say, would you die for this principle? Mm -hmm. If you're the last chiropractor on earth, would the world know about chiropractic or would it die with you? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. You, and you kind of yes. have to have that, that, uh, that willingness to do whatever it takes in order to succeed. You know what I mean? And you're, you're describing mm -hmm. it at a, probably a whole other level. Um, but but very similar. No, if it's something simple. you love as a chiropractor, if you if you if you want to be a successful chiropractor, you you should be willing. Yeah, you should be willing. Yeah, you know this ain't just fun and games. This is, you know, this is what I do. This is what I want to do with 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 my life, and it should be that serious to you. Yeah. Now yeah? now, when you played throughout your career, mm -hmm. you didn't use chiropractic. No. Was it was it even available um, to you or not really? Not really. I can't. I can't say that somebody came up to me and said, "Eric, we have chiropractors or this or if you guys want to this or that." It was never given to us, which is shocking to me. Yeah, I you think know, it might be the more. Sport we play, yeah, it know? might be more accessible today, or maybe, yes. maybe more recommended today. But um, so, was there any thought of like, what is the, what is my health going to be after my career, mm -hmm. or or while you were playing, were you thinking of like, what's no. your health going to be afterwards? No, you're just playing the game, and you know. Uh, what did it feel like after you played on Sunday? Right? Oh, and you oh carried the ball. You know what I mean. And you just beat up. You beat. You beat to death. And, and so, you, when would that pass? Was that Monday or Tuesday? Would that pass on Monday? Well, did you feel it, good? well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, Joel. No, no Joel. It never passed. It, it never passed. It never passed. You're always in pain. When you're playing this game that we play, like the, like you always bump and thump to death, you know. Yeah. Bruises, shoulders, arm, ligaments, tendons, muscular. I'm talking about anything from your head to your toe, like yeah. you know, headaches. Uh, you name it, you know. You, you know, and you learn to deal with that. Yeah, you, you know? just basically suck it up. Yeah. And that's what you're told. Yes. Because well, you just learn that maybe that behavior. Well, that's well, that's also what we were told, you know. Yeah. You know, suck it up, Bigram. Yeah. <laughs> when my arm is detached. <laughs> no big I, deal. It's just no a flesh wound. Just, just ice a flesh wound. Just ice it. Okay. Wow. 
Wow. So, so, so you're literally like, w when did that start? Is that like college? You start being in pain constantly? Well, uh, I guess uh, I'll say my freshman year, I guess, in college. I guess you start to really, because as the competition gets stronger, stronger bigger, yeah. the, the, the guys are bigger, the more force and the more responsibility that you're taking on, you know. Yeah. Because, well, you know, I was about as big as I was going to get when I was that age. I'm yeah. actually bigger now than I ever was when I played. So, oh, really? Yes. So, but... When that, you know, when the pain starts to linger from one game to the next, yeah. you know, like you still going about your shoulder from the last game yeah. still, and you're playing this game. So, wow, you know, so you're always, always in pain. And that's the average NFL player. That's the average NFL player's life, yeah. uh, walking around in pain. Yeah. And so after your career, like when you retired, mm -hmm. um, did you notice like was it just constant like that or did you notice your body even continue to degenerate or mm -hmm. well I, I i think that's the thing too like your body never then all of a sudden you get to a point where your body never recovers yeah and that's kind of what was going on with, with me at first your body would recover from one season to the next because you get that good time off between seasons yeah. and now those injuries were carrying over into the next the next season so yeah. you were wow. still injured from your knees and your back and your neck Wow, and you and you were playing with those, and it was just and that and that's, part of life. Yeah, and yeah. that becomes the norm. Yeah, man. And so, what was it like afterwards? Did you physically feel like, oh boy, I'm, yes. I got to start taking care of myself or something? Well, once I once I like the men like the mentality of an NFL player is to ignore the pain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Once you're done playing, you can choose not to ignore the pain. And you yeah. realize how much pain you're in. You're going, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like some of the animal leaves you. Yeah. And the human being comes back inside of you and it goes, <laughs> yeah. Say, man, this ain't right. I mean, you know, you're not supposed to be feeling like like this every day. You know. Yeah. Sore pain, your back, your feet, your knees. So, it was a eye-opening experience to really start noticing your body start to deteriorate well luckily because you were a trainer afterwards luckily yes. you, you kept exercising and took care of yourself that way yes but then can i share with them the x-ray like oh when, sure yeah Please. so so uh, eric came into the office about a year just over a year ago mm -hmm. now right and uh i took his x-ray and if you've taken care i've taken care of a handful of nfl players and if you've ever taken care of them before you know that it's because of the insane amount of trauma that your body has to deal with that's totally unnatural mm -hmm. right i mean i mean the reverse cervical curve huge bone spurs fusion in the lower neck i mean it's 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 almost uh you know it almost hurts to look at his x-ray you know mm -hmm. what i mean but but it was also explaining some of the stuff i mean the, the chronic traumatic encephalopathies the, the concussions mm -hmm. the stuff that we know occurs with uh, with NFL players that are so common, I mean, because it's just totally unnatural, mm -hmm. you know, so um, you've been getting adjusted for like a year now, taking a little bit better care of yourself. Some of the stuff is not undoable, obviously. Right. But what, what kind of differences have you known or experienced with uh, chiropractic? Well, like when, like when I leave your office, like after you're done adjusting me, yeah. and I and I learned this term from you guys, of course. Yeah. And it's called the, uh, you know, the power's on. 
That's right. Yeah. Power's on. Power's on. <laughs> so when I leave your office, I feel like the power's on. You know. Yeah. So now when I'm somewhere and I tell somebody I'm going to go get an adjustment, I don't say, hey, I'm going to go get an adjustment. I say, hey, I'm going to go get the power turned uh, I'm going to get the power turned turned on. So. I know. I love it. That's yes. fantastic. <laughs> no, I, I feel the same way. You know, I feel like when I get adjusted, I just feel like whole, like the, yes. the brain's talking to the body and it's like working well. Yes. You know what I mean? On top of that, you, you, you had headaches every single day. You're, yes. No more headaches. Yeah. I'm not having that, not experiencing any headaches at all, which was, is just phenomenal because I'm not taking ibuprofen anymore. I was taking it so much for the headaches. I don't have to do that. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just been another person, and I am so glad I found you guys. Yeah, you awesome. Know. I'm happy yeah. you're. I'm happy you're under chiropractic care. I yes. wish I, I wish we would have taken care of you, you know, when you're a lot younger, obviously, well, um, so that you didn't have to go through uh, all of that stuff. But uh, or could have taken care of your body a little bit better. Um, but so here's here's what's interesting is knowing what you know now about taking care of your body, getting adjusted. Mm -hmm. What, what do you recommend for the chiropractors who are watching here? You know what I mean? As it relates okay. to uh, maybe football players or athletes or whatever the case is. Okay. Um, I would recommend getting them young. Try to get them as young as possible. Get in, the, in these little league coaches' ears and tell them the importance of taking care of these uh, uh, the, his players, his, his, his athletes. Yeah, yeah. his, his athletes' uh, bodies and taking care of them. So that's what I would do. That would be my number one advice: is to get them young. Most, most, uh, most things that turn out to do to be pretty good is because they started out young doing it. So yeah, no I'm kidding. So yeah. get out there and talk to the coaches in your community and get to the young athletes. I mean, you have young uh, daughters, right? Yes, and they're, they're yeah, they're getting you. adjusted. You have high performing daughters, big time tennis players. Absolutely. I mean, one of your daughters is actually uh, being homeschooled because she's training twice a day. And I mean, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal tennis player and she's getting adjusted and taking care of her spine and nerve system, which is fantastic. Love to hear it. What, what, just out of curiosity, what advice do you give uh, your daughter as it relates to like performing at elite levels and high levels? Well, I tell them, I tell them that this is your thing. You know, you only get one body. So I tell them, I said, this is your thing. And in the, some parts is I can't help you with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. like the mental things, the things that we've been, talk, been talking about for the last 10, 15 minutes is about her. Uh, and these are everything that I've said, I've told to my daughter. Okay. I show, I show her with everything, but, yeah. I, 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 but it is important that she know that this is her deal. Yeah. And whether she's going to be successful at this or not, it's going to be on hers. It's going to yes. be on her back. Yeah. I'm just here to give you the tools as a father, yeah. as a loving father. Yeah. But this is your deal. Yeah. And she deal. understands that. She really does. That's fantastic. So you give her all the opportunities that she wants. Absolutely. Take, but it's as a parent, that's what you're supposed to provide for your kids is an opportunity or, or you know, a yellow brick road, so to speak. Yeah. You know, so... So it's right over there, but it's up to you to go get it. It's yeah. On you. Did anybody give you the yellow brick road? Uh, my parents, my coaches. I was very fortunate to come out of the environment that I come out of and do some of the things that I was able to do. And it is because uh, people saying, go this way, yeah. go that way. 
Now, you got to make the walk and you got to do the talk, but they would tell me, you know. Did, did anybody ever tell you, like, uh, oh, just God just blessed you with this special talent? No. <laughs> That's, do you agree with that? Or? I do not agree with that. I, I, I do not. Uh, I actually remember all the hard work I did. Yeah. Self-sacrifice, as I said, putting in the work. I did that myself. Nobody did nothing for me yeah. from that perspective. Yeah, nothing. Now, did you like so? Looking back on your career, is it is it like you said? The highlight of my career is the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. Super Bowl Thirty against Dallas Cowboys. That was the absolute highlight. Is that what you remember globally when you look back at your football career? Is that like the the number one thing you look back at? I only remember that if somebody asked me that. What I remember daily is the hard work that went into it. Yeah, the hard work. And you look at it with fondness, or do you yes. look at it negatively? No, no, no. I look at it with fondness. I mean, yeah. it was, it was, you know, uh, it is something I wanted to do, and I did it on my own merit. I worked, I earned it. Awesome. You know, I tell my daughters that yeah. I say, go earn it. That's right. You know, that's a big thing for me. Earn it. I love it. You know, so yeah. Well, let, let's leave them on that. You said hard work, self-sacrifice, and dedication. Dedication. Right. So hard work, self-sacrifice, self and dedication, dedication, that's what will get you to the next level, regardless if it's football or if it's chiropractic right and taking care of athletes, right? That's right. So I appreciate you, and I appreciate your Thank time you on the show. Me. That was wonderful. I think our viewers are going to love this show. Uh, next time on Cairo Live, we have uh, Greg Fettis, who's a half a billion dollar CEO, that he started the company from the ground up. It's going to be an amazing show. We'll see you in two weeks on Cairo Live. Thanks, everybody.